Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say cave. Cave. That's right, David. Thank you. I, I, I was thinking, man, we used to do that bit where I used to make you say something different than everybody else during the intro, and I feel like we've gotten away from that. I'm sorry, man. It was, it was a special thing that we had. Yeah, I know. I, I like saying not hey. Exactly. I, you know, hey's played out. We're gonna we're gonna do something new. I'm gonna I'm gonna freshen this show up again. You know, heading into episode 200, we're gonna refresh hardcore. Anyway, uh, this is Game That Tune. We are uh, you know just kicking ass. This is uh, episode 193. When uh, you know you shouldn't be joining us for the first time, but if you are, that's okay. What we are going to do is we are going to listen to some video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs, with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And the winner last week was me. And uh, last week we featured the fantastic Portal 2, featuring the uh, voice talents of the wonderful J.K. Simmons as Cave Johnson, uh, one of the best comedic performances in games. And uh, that inspired this week's theme. Uh, you know, I, I, at first I thought maybe games with Johnson, uh, but then no, I realized <laughs> the answer was games with caves. So uh, that's uh, that's a much better topic. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna have a, a lot of fun. We're gonna, I, you know, I, all week we've been taking requests and I've been chit chatting with the guys in the the radio stream. And man, there are some serious semantic debates going on as to what qualifies as a cave uh so i don't know if we should go ahead and get that kind of shit out of the way now or save it for each of our individual discussions i mean i'm sure that we all picked a game that does actually feature a cave right like johnny oh you you know, your game has a cave in it some at some point right like the setting is a cave a a hole inside the earth that you go inside of that is not it, outside, it's inside, it's underground does, maybe? Does it have to be inside the earth? Can it be a hole in the moon? See, okay, that's or, acceptable. Moon cave, move totally fine. Okay, John. okay, that's, okay, cool, that's, cool. See, that's part of the semantic debate. Does a cave have to be on the earth? No, it does not. There are plenty of alien planets with caves. Okay, great, great. My, yeah. my game is still on the earth, so it's really kind of a moot point. God damn it. I was gonna say I was gonna say it's like what about caves on other planets? Well if nineteen fifty sci-fi magazines have taught me anything, it's that alien planets are filled with nothing but caves, monsters, and half naked women. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very true. No, caves I've... large enough to obscure a Japanese monster and uh, <laughs> you know, also, you know, surfaces awesome enough to have a fight on. And yes, oh man, the women. Anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, we got a, we got a great show coming up. We got five great games. We've taken some great fan requests, uh, and yeah, Johnny, I think we just gotta 
start exploring this cave, man. Let's just, uh, I think there's a hidden passage here. Let me just move this brush around and, oh yeah, wow, this thing goes way deeper than I thought. Uh, let's check it out, man. Let, hello? Game one. <laughs> guys so uh, this game uh, includes uh, a couple of power-ups one power-up include uh, included is an orange orb that strengthens your attacks and the other is a blue orb that gives the player an extra head
Alright, guys. Who's feeling great? Me. Not me. Okay, well, while you're feeling yourselves out, let me just uh, say this is our fan request for the evening. Thank you very much, Chrono, for the request. Patreon superfan and GTT Radio Supreme Leader Chrono. Uh, thank you for this awesome request. And homeowner. And, uh, yeah, and, and new homeowner. I was gonna thank I was gonna say that later in the oh. discussion, but hey, you know, new homeowner as we learned in our Discord today. Congratulations on closing on your house. Yeah, nice. That's the kind of info that's the kind of info podcast listeners really like to hear. Show us your <laughs> answers. <laughs> Johnny has drawn the entrance to a cave. Sadly, that's not correct. David says Dragon Warrior Four Three. That's uh incorrect. Jesse says Dragon Spirit. That is correct. Great job, Jesse. Oh, yeah. I yeah, knew man. that wasn't right, but it was the only game I could think of that. It's like. I mean, it had to be I know you collect colored dragon, orbs right? in Dragon Warrior 3. Right. And, I mean, there's probably a good amount of caves in Dragon Warrior games. I mean, it's an RPG, you know, spend a lot of time in caves. Makes sense. But, uh, no, this is Dragon Spirit. Specifically, this one is for the NES. Uh, Jesse, did you ever play any uh, Dragon Spirit? I think I've played, like, maybe once. <laughs> Sweet. The, the first song you played was definitely familiar. Awesome. Yeah, it's got a uh, it's got a pretty good soundtrack. The composer on this one is Shinji Hosoe, uh, who has done uh, a lot of uh, good soundtracks in their career. Um, trying to think, uh, you know, uh, they... Uh, Right, because this is a Namco game, and Shinji Hosoe worked for Namco for most of his career. So he's worked on Ridge Racer, on Tekken, uh, you know, those uh, those kind of series. So uh, good uh, good composer on this one. Uh, Jesse, do you know the uh, the content of this game? If, if you say the name Dragon Spirit, what do you think? Are you thinking martial arts? you think an RPG? Um, I mean, I would, I would think that, but upon actually playing the game... It's uh, you're playing as a dragon, and yeah, which is where the extra head comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a scrolling shooter game. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, David, I would have thought that this would have been on your radar. A vertical scrolling shooter in which you play as a dragon seems like something little David would have been all about. <laughs> all of a sudden, the trivia about getting an extra head makes much, much more sense. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, what character in Dragon Warrior had an extra head? <laughs> and that's why I was like, I know this is wrong, but it's the only game I can think of where you collect colored orbs on the NES. Because it sounded NES, although no, I was see, I was mistaken. It, I thought it sounded like a Capcom soundtrack, but it was a Namco mm. soundtrack. And yep. obviously Dragon Warrior was made by Enix, so. Exactly, yes. And I was going to say, uh, you know. It's a little bit tricky. I do apologize. We maybe should give David a point because Dragon Warrior Three was the one that featured Zephod Beeblebrox, uh, so you could get the Whoa, second what? head. Um, uh, no, uh, no hitchhikers fans here. I thought that I was just <laughs> like that reference that's... would land with you. <laughs> You're making a hitchhikers to the guy hitchhikers guide to the galaxy reference about a Dragon Quest game. Like, how niche are you trying to get? Yeah, I mean, that it's is. A... Hey, it was that a is a with two heads. I was go. I was shooting my shot. <laughs> Listen, Some if that's 42. not a T-shirt ad that I've seen on Facebook, I don't know what is. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, yes. no, I didn't Zephod not play this game, heads. but 
Uh, I really want to now because, yeah, this does sound like something that childhood me, by which I mean adult me, would yeah, absolutely love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, seriously, like, I like scrolling shooter games uh, and, you know, set them in a... This one, I was going to say that it's like a, like a fantasy setting. It's not. It's more like a prehistoric setting. So you're a dragon, like, fighting dinosaurs, which is super up David's alley. <laughs> How have I not played this game? <laughs> this is very revealing, honestly. Like, wait a minute. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm gonna, what? <laughs> I'm gonna track this down. I want to play this very badly now. Yeah, I, th- I think you should, man. <laughs> yeah. Did it ever get it, put uh, on? It, oh yeah, it apparently it got ported to uh, some of those like Namco Museum compilations. I nice. need to track one down that has Dragon Spirit and play this. Yeah, see, uh, you know, I, I like the sound of it because it, it just, you know, you think, okay, like, shooter-type game, but you're a dragon, so you're probably breathing fire, but then, like, I was reading the description, and it's like, you know, the dragon can also use bombs to attack things on the ground. I'm like, hold up. How did they justify that? <laughs> like, do, do dragons lay bombs instead of eggs or something? Like, eh, fuck it, whatever. It's, it's a scrolling it's- shooter. Deal with it. <laughs> Well, it's probably just like the dragon laying eggs, and as the eggs hatch, the baby dragon comes out, but they can't control their fire breath, so they just kind of explode everything around them. And that's all just, you know, the the animation capacity was limited back in the day, so that's just, there's no frames to show all that happening, so it just looks like a bomb exploding. But, you know, in reality, yes, they, they drop an egg, it lays itself, it, you know, hatches gestates <laughs> and, i mean uh, you can you can tell because like the dragon the baby dragon's tail is poking out of the egg it kind of looks like a lit fuse but it's not it's a baby dragon tail yep that's that's gotta be it that, yeah that makes sense uh yeah otherwise that you know and it's good that we made sense of that because that's you know that's the only thing in the game that doesn't make sense quite frankly uh you know a dragon flying around fighting prehistoric monsters Thank God they explained the bombs. <laughs> yeah. So do you fly in a cave? Uh, there, there is a level in this game, and see, I did not get the chance to uh, actually play the game in the lead-up to the show, which I typically do. I play uh, play every game to completion. Uh, but, you know, the track listing included the song Cave Road, and I have to assume that, you know, one, Chrono, as a requester, would not steer us wrong. He said, hey, Dragon Spirit had a cave. Okay, fine. That's that's my standard for can I use it for the request. Uh, but then also, you know, it's cave road. I have to assume the level would not end abruptly upon a, like encountering the cave. It, it's it's a cave based level, and if it's not, how would you know? Because it's top down shooter. They couldn't animate the top of the cave. So, you know, you tell me it's a cave. You show me a dirty ground. You let me bomb some things as a dragon with two heads. Yeah, okay, fine. You got yourself a cave level. I can make that work. <laughs> but, um, Sounds yeah, like no, this game seems cool, that. man. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I think there was more to the series, maybe a couple of, a couple of further games. But, uh, yeah, okay, two sequels, Dragon Spirit, The New Legend, and Dragon Saber. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I think uh, I think this game is due for like a like a re-release. Seriously, like you know, scrolling shooter, like just imagine a bullet hell shooter, but you're a dragon. Like, yeah, you know, it. I don't know. They've I, they've done so much with. Day. 
they <laughs> they've done so much with shooters in the last couple of years. I mean, like people have made some really great, you know, kind of throwback shooters. Throw a dragon in one, like you know, that's all I'm saying. Like people like playing as dragons in unusual game mechanics. I, I mean, seriously, you know, I, before I saw this, it never dawned on me that there would be a vertical scrolling shooter in which you play as a dragon. But now I'm like, that makes perfect sense. And I want to play it. Like I want to play three of them. Like. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> I do want to. I do want to point out um, while looking this up, uh, Dragon Saber, which I will remind you is a sequel to Dragon Spirit, has the greatest mm. subtitle of any game ever: Dragon Saber, After Story of Dragon Spirit. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when does it take place in the timeline? Uh, I believe it's the After Story. Uh, okay, and After Story, it's the properly translated way of saying sequel. Apparently. Yes. It's like, you could have just put a, a three on there? <laughs> no shit. It's, you know, Dragon Spirit 3. No, no, no. You know, we gotta fr- we got to refresh this series. Uh, yeah, and, a- yeah. After Story just sounds like um, like a post-credits game after the game. <laughs> Which, has any game done that? Like, you sit through the credits and you get an extra game at the end? Like... Like, you beat a game, and then you have to play a short game after the game ends. Yeah, but you have to sit through a lengthy credit sequence specifically. It can't just be like, yeah, the end of uh, Mario Brothers, where you get to play a harder mode, like, immediately. Or, or like, Smash to... Brothers, where the credits are a playable game. You're talking, no, like, no, you no. gotta watch, like, some movie-length credits. Yeah. And then the game and comes then... back at you, like, oh, by the way. Like, so you're saying you want, like, a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe-style stinger on the end of a game that maybe teases the next game? With, like, a short game you play yourself. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Ooh, that'd be great. I mean, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, after yeah, like you finish demo. watching the credits, you get, like, three levels of a 2D platformer. I mean, sure. yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good idea about 30 years too late. If you had <laughs> thought about that, like, with Mega Man back in the day, it would have blown some fucking minds. Oh. Like, you know, you beat the game, Wily's Castle collapses... And then, like, you know, Mega Man's walking and, you know, sees evidence that, like, a new robot's being constructed. Maybe, you know, fucking, like, uh, a new one pops out and you have to chase it and then it just leaves you with, like, a question mark. Yeah, you know, genius-level marketing idea that nobody thought of back in the day. Because I think once the game was over, they just wanted it to be over and they, you know, <laughs> you were going to buy the next one anyway. <laughs> but, you know, frankly, I like the idea, John. That's, yeah. that's one of the best ideas you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. It is. Look forward to that being implemented in Game That Tune, the game, coming soon. Oh, man. God. Yeah, the uh, Game That Tune, the after story of Game That Tune, the game, is uh, going to be really fucking good. <laughs> so, wait. Is it, it's ga- you know, Game That Saber, the after story of Game That Tune. Um, the game. The game, yes. There, there it is. That's the key part. Uh, it's it's going to be very good. Uh, great idea, John, and thanks again, Chrono, for the request. Uh, you know, cool game, cool soundtrack, and uh, you know, I'm glad to know about this one. I'm glad to be able to tell David about this one because I get the feeling he's either going to download an emulator later on, or he is going to make good and go find a, a proper Namco museum to play this perfectly legally because he's a stand-up guy. So, uh, Johnny, let's keep it going. Game two. <laughs>
awesome. Okay, so this game's original working subtitle was The Wizard of Booze. It was quickly changed due to negative feedback. Another uh, trivia hint for this game. This game has an awesome fucking soundtrack, uh, and I love it. Johnny, how you feeling, man? Wait, that was a hint? <laughs> that you love the soundtrack? Yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to say, after those three songs, it's like, this is an awesome soundtrack? 
Uh, let's see. Johnny says Wizard of Oz, but booze. Uh, and that's incorrect. Uh, Jesse and David both had the correct answer. This is Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Hell yeah, guys. This what a game. This is the sequel? To the remake of Monster Boy, right? Nah, see that's the thing. I, I'm unclear on the exact uh, what's going on with these uh, these remakes and sequels because I, I, I was getting them confused every time I checked the Switch eShop and maybe saw one of these on sale. Uh, but to my knowledge, this was developed as kind of like a tribute game, uh, and then like it was developed uh, with like Kickstarter funding as like a different game originally. And then was gonna be incorporated into the Wonder Boy series, but they had to change it up for some reason. I think probably because that other Wonder Boy remake was in development. Um, but it was developed in collaboration with like the Wonder Boy series creator, uh, who also apparently worked on the nice-looking like uh, updated Wonder Boy three. So. Wonder Boy okay. 3 Dragon's Trap is the nice hand-drawn looking uh, remake. And this is like the spiritual successor, but it's called Monster Boy. And, you know, uh, to my knowledge, that's the, the problem with you know me talking on my ass here is that I don't know anything about the Wonder Boy series, really. But I, to, you know, from what I can tell, they had to call it Monster Boy, not Wonder Boy. And other than that, it's, it's pretty much a brand new sequel. And, uh, yeah, this game is pretty fucking charming you guys get ready for a you know for a hot take here it comes the game is charming <laughs> it wasn't really a hot take it was a, it was an opinion uh, and my opinion is that the game is quite charming it's uh, is an opinion not by definition a hot take well I'm just saying that you know it's not really a controversial thing to call this game charming. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty like you know very evident from looking at it. Like oh yeah, that's a that's a charming remake or update of a classic game. Like this game is uh, it's it's pretty pretty sweet, man. Uh, so I'm guessing then, David, that you haven't gotten a chance to play this one. Uh, Jesse, did you take a chance on uh, Monster Boy yet? No, I've only played the the Wonder Boy. Gotcha. And I'm not even going to bother talking to old Johnny Game Over Sound over there. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Uh, this game's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, David, I think uh, I think it's like directly up your alley as well. Uh, you know, th- you know, a little sub-theme tonight. Games that are right up David's alley. Uh, right up his cave. Hey, yeah. Yes. David, open up your cave and let me tell you about Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot well, we I was going to say, sound. like... <laughs> Um, I have not played this game. I have played Wonder Boy, the remake. So I was like, oh, okay. and I could, ne- I can never remember. I was like, which one is which? Right. So Wonder Boy, to me, you know, I've, uh, I've, like I said, I've, I was getting them mixed up as well. That one looks more like it was going for like a hand drawn ish style, like a more stylish thing. Uh, but I guess you could also switch back to the old graphics, which I thought was pretty cool. This one. Uh, I was going to say, oh, it's got this nice hand-drawn art style. It doesn't really have a hand-drawn art style. It's got a great cartoony art style, but I would compare it to something more like Wario Land Shake It. Like, really, really great looking. You know, maybe not sprites, because it's a, you know, it's a current-gen game. But, like, it doesn't really try to be hand-drawn looking, if that makes any sense. Like, it's cartoony, 
but it's not like yeah, I don't know. It's not something that's actually trying to look like uh, like an anim- a piece of animation. But the game, it's just brimming with charm. You play as a character named Jin. Uh, your drunk uncle is flying around and co- you know using magic and causing chaos. That's uh, I guess the original subtitle is going to be the Wizard of Booze. Uh, your drunk uncle Nabu is just going around and turning everybody into animals. So all the people in this kingdom are just charming animal creatures, and you know, oh, they're just so cute. Like you got to talk to like the cat guy who tells you where to go on your missions, and all the shops are run by like foxes and owls and fish and stuff. Uh, and you get turned into a pig, and you have to, you know, start going around the kingdom and collecting like the the orbs of power uh, to whatever stop your uncle. And each time you collect one, it gives you a new animal transformation. So you beat the giant snake, and you can turn into a snake. And if you and you beat uh, whatever the giant frog, you turn into like a frog knight. And then there's also, I believe, a lion and uh, like a dragon knight, and. Uh, it's you know it's pretty cool. Each one has different powers and stuff. Uh, the snake you can like spit venom and climb on walls. The frog you can use your tongue to attack and do swinging stuff. Uh, as the pig you don't really have uh, like armor. You can't use a shield or a sword, but you can use magic. Uh, so you know it's uh, it's cool. All that stuff comes together to make a really good Metroidvania. Like every, every, as I'm playing the whole game, I'm like, yeah, this is really just a delightful like cartoony animal filled metroid world like this you know it's a nice big connected platforming world like you're going through sewers and caves to move between areas and you're going back to explore once you can swing on this little hook with your frog tongue and you're going so, here once you can squeeze through this little hole as the snake yeah it's uh it's you, just a super charming metroidvania game <laughs> are you telling me it's exactly like hollow knight uh i have honestly you know here's uh, here's you know my <laughs> My sad confession, I've yet to play Hollow Knight, but uh, to my knowledge, Hollow Knight is not an animal-based, colorful, uh, like, charming platforming game. Uh, You know, you maybe do some exploration, you maybe fight some stuff, but you don't get animal transformations. So, no, this isn't really like Hollow Knight, Jesse. Uh, Are you sure? I I feel like... I, they might be comparable in some way, but they're not really animal transformation games. I feel Hollow like Knight. all Metroidvanias are just like Hollow Knight. Yes, all, that's the problem, man. Hollow Knight somehow is now shorthand for Metroidvania in certain crowds, and it's very strange to me because I have yet to play Hollow Knight. I'm sure it's a charming Metroidvania, but it's like, wait, are we are we ditching Metroidvania? Or are we just saying things are like Hollow Knight now? What the hell happened? <laughs> like, damn generations leaving Metroid and Castlevania behind? The The nerve. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, that actually does make sense. We're old as fuck, guys. So if you know, if the new generation finds some, you know, <laughs> I just picture, I love thinking of a new generation being like, "Wow, this game, this this Hollow Knight." You know, you do all kinds of exploration and backtracking, and new powers unlock. You know, like uh, you know, new areas, and you know, oh man, they you know, they should make a lot of games like this. And then discovering that they've been making games like that for thirty years. <laughs> like, oh, I like cool. The I like the version where they don't discover that. <laughs> See, I <laughs> like them discovering that and being like, wow, they've been making Hollow Knight-esque games for 30 <laughs> years. Like, oh, these Castlevania games are like it's like pro- proto-Hollow Knights. I love it. <laughs> oh, these Metroid games. Yeah, I like them. They're just like Hollow Knight, but older. It's like sci-fi uh, Hollow Knight. 
exactly. That you know, uh, platform uh, platform exploration games, uh, you know, are going to be uh, you know referred to by like how they relate to Hollow Knight, like every other game is, uh, with any degree of difficulty. How they relate to uh, fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> so it's going to be, you know, anything with platforming exploration is going to be the blank of Hollow Knight. That's uh, that's the decree going forward. Um, episode title. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. The episode of Hollow Knight. Um, but Speaking yeah, that, that about is... us being old, I was going to say, it's like, remember way back when, when every first-person shooter was just a version of Doom? Mm. I was going to say, yeah. or or every first-person shooter that came along was described as a Halo killer. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. This is going to be the one. Okay. Yeah. Halo still just kind of sitting on top of the mountain. <laughs> uh-huh. I always loved when, when people would proclaim a game was going to be a, a game killer. Yeah. It's like, just all these fans are just going to say, oh, well, I don't need this game anymore. <laughs> exactly. I remember, I think there was the box for Time Splitters 2 that said, like, you know, quote, the heir apparent to Goldeneye. I'm like, I could still play Goldeneye, though, right? Like, I don't have to <laughs> never play Goldeneye again. Uh, just play Time Splitters Two. I, I like both these games. <laughs> no, the second the second you take the shrink wrap off of uh, Time Splitters Two, any copies of Goldeneye that within like hundred yards just explode. Yeah, it's fascinating technology. Literally <laughs> the Goldeneye e- killer. <laughs> it emits an EMP that eliminates Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a special EMP that only targets Goldeneye cartridges, which mm-hmm. is ironic if you actually have seen the movie Goldeneye. Yeah, it's an EMP <laughs> weapon, isn't it? It's a very it targeted attack on just Goldeneye cartridges. Unlike Goldeneye, which attack very many things. Um, wow. Well done, David. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch Goldeneye. Um, <laughs> after I, I you know, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch Goldeneye after I play Hollow Knight in the Curse King. No, Monster Boy in the Curse Kingdom. <laughs> uh, the game that bears little resemblance to Hollow Knight. <laughs> like, Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. That's the thing. <laughs> ah, I bought the wrong game. I should have played Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez, I bet there's this a game next week's Hollow Knight. Theme, Hollow Knight. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be our April Fools episode. Is all five, like all four of us, pick Hollow Knight, and we take a request for Hollow Knight. <laughs> I think they're working on a sequel too. So, <laughs> thank God, you know the world needs more Hollow Knight. Oh man, it's the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> It is all games in all times, this Hollow Knight. How do we get off on this weird track, man? I was really trying to describe the things I love about this fucking game. I'm really enjoying this game. Um, it's got a fucking murderer's row of composers. I'll finish with that. Uh, you know, are you, do anybody know who they got to work on this fucking game? Because seriously, they, uh, they pulled out the, the heavy hitters for, I guess, some um, Kickstarter push, push goals. Kuzo Yushiro. Yes, Kuzo Yoshiro. <laughs> that is absolutely correct, John. Um, Sotoi Makaraba. Yes, exactly. Moko Sakababa. Um, is is this our lightning round? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm um, winning. But I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. Games with like creepy caves, big name composers, Machiro Yamane. That's also one of them. Uh, I was looking at the the list of songs and. Uh, they literally just, they kind of pigeonholed Yamane. They, they put her strictly on like graveyards and like, (laughs) you know, creepy castles. I'm like, Hey, it makes sense. (laughs) She's very good at it. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, they did get Yuzo Koshiro and Moto Sakuraba, Mitri Yamane, uh, the one that's slightly less uh, noteworthy by name, uh, but still excellent, Keiki Kobayashi. Uh, he worked for fucking Namco Sound Team. He's worked on like Katamari and Tekken and Ridge Racer and shit. And uh, yeah, he uh, composed some great fucking tunes. And then some other people, uh, you know, shout out Takeshi Yangawa and uh, Cedric Joder. Uh, but yeah, those uh, those first uh, first three or four, I was like, oh wow, that's really good, really really good composers on the soundtrack. I didn't realize Yuzo Kashiro was actually on that. I was just being an ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know you were trying to get the name wrong, but no, Yuzo Kashiro actually did several songs for the game, oh, and wow. they're very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's uh it's a good game, super charming, uh, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying playing it. Uh, you know, it's uh. It's always been a little bit out of my desire to play, like pay the the price for it. You know, like the full price on this thing's like forty bucks, and I, I definitely would not have paid that. But like, it was on sale uh, recently for twenty, and I'd been thinking about pulling the trigger, and I just decided to fucking go with it because, you know, twenty's good for a fucking super charming, you know, like just rich platforming game in like the uh, you know the the Hollow Knight vein. Um, so. <laughs> Decided to go for it. I, I, so far, I gotta think. Uh, I gotta think this game's gonna be worth it. So Jesse, you know, if you get the chance, maybe if it uh, pops up on Game Pass, absolutely play it. David, oh, sure. if somebody gets you a Nintendo gift card for your birthday, fucking, you know, maybe, uh, maybe hop on this one. But uh, yeah, charming fucking game. Great fucking soundtrack. Uh, you know, I love Hollow Knight. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> uh, Monster Boy. He's <laughs> just uh, oh, that boy. He turns into some monsters. But, you know what, Sean? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to take your advice and use that birthday gift card. So I'm looking forward to playing this game in five months. Hell yeah. And when you do, you're going to fucking be so strangely gaslit into buying Hollow Knight, it's going <laughs> to blow your mind. <laughs> Somehow, you're going to end up playing Hollow Knight instead. And it's going to be a great game, man. I'm telling you, this game, Hollow Knight. <laughs> I mean, I hear it's legit good, so... I hear it's legit good, too. I hear it defines a new genre. You know, let's not keep, on, let's not keep elaborating on it. No one's All ever Roy played Knight a game Bania. like this. Yeah, oh, man. You know, it, they, it's every game ever combined into one and done with a cartoony art style. I mean, come on. You know, what more could you ask for in a game? But anyway, Hollow Knight's great, he said knowing that you know it was true and never intending to play the game but more accurately monster boy in the cursed kingdom is fucking great and johnny let's keep going to the next game game three
right, so this game has uh, a fairly unique challenge playthrough known as the Eggplant Run, which focuses on carrying an eggplant to the final boss and throwing the eggplant at the final boss. This was first completed by Bananasaurus Rex in November of 2013. I forgot to mention that when Bananasaurus Rex completed this run, it was reported on by Polygon as, quote, an important, downright historic achievement. All right, so well, I'm sure some, that's true. Let's see some answers. Um, oh, wow, everybody said Spelunky, which is correct. This is Spelunky, the cave exploration treasure hunting game. I gotta say, I did not get that because of the music or the trivia. I got that because I knew that that was a name of a cave game, and I figured that was the one you would pick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a cave game of some import, and figured that would come up first in your search for cave games, and therefore you would pick it. <laughs> well, Spelunker for NES and Commodore 64 came up first, and I thought about that. But no. that, oh, that would have been better... twisted, actually. If, if, if Spelunker sounded like Spelunky and you picked Spelunker, because <laughs> my brain only knows the word Spelunky, like, you know, that would have been pretty twisted on, you, on your part. But nope, poor predictable Johnny picking Spelunky. And yeah, it it's um it's what it sounds like. It's a it's a roguelike game, randomly generated caves. You're collecting treasure, trying to make it to the end. Um, the eggplant run is pretty intense because it's a roguelike, so you have to get a level that spawns like the right items uh, like to eggplant. generate the eggplant. Because the eggplant only shows up in a mystery box, and you have to place the mystery box on like somebody's um like tomb or mm. or altar or something like that. You know, so you have to have these two. Th kind of rare things appear on the same level and then you gotta get the damn eggplant to the end um and not just the regular end but you have to access like the secret fifth hell level that you only get to by completing specific actions oh, so God. like it's yeah it's a bitch to do an eggplant <laughs> run that eggplant <laughs> Hmm. And yeah, it's got it's got things I like. Minimal story <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> you know no story to speak of. <laughs> and permadeath, you know, when you die, you just start the whole game over. Which like I mean, it. that, it's not really true. You, when you when you die, you do get to start within at least like there's five worlds, so you, you start the world over and not the whole game. You know, that's good. Uh, yeah, so you still you, you can you know progress through this like 
in a in a reasonable manner, not all in one shot. And uh, uh, a couple of different interesting weapons. So you have you have bombs and whips from the get go, and you can bomb through floors and walls and things like that. Uh, and you know use the or not whip the the rope. Well, you have a whip and a rope. Whip is a weapon. Rope is an item. Um, you can use the rope to you know pull yourself up, and then you can find items. Uh, you can buy items. You can steal items. There's a shopkeeper, and you can steal his shit. And if you nice. do that, he attacks you through the rest of the level. Okay. All yeah. right. And uh, he's yeah. like super powered. Like it's a you got to be ready to steal his shit. <laughs> I never thought about the, uh, you know, the real deep thing you just said a moment ago. <laughs> that, uh, you know, a whip is a weapon and a rope is an item. Like, wow, man. Like, that's really the difference, isn't it? Like, <laughs> if you don't whip someone with a rope, it's merely a rope. But if you use it as a whip, it's a whip. <laughs> like, I, my, I had a little, like, you know, my God moment right there. Like, <laughs> a rope could be a whip if it was used as a whip. <laughs> but a whip, can it be a rope? I don't know. Whips are generally like leather, right? But like, once a whip is a whip, can it be? Can it go back to being just a rope? No. But it this is some like rope. this is some like one hand clapping shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's, I was having kind of an aha moment as Johnny was describing this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what if what if you never whip someone with a whip? Is it a rope? No. <laughs> Good lord. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I got us off on a, a whip rope tangent there, but yeah, it was, uh, my mind was expanding inward upon itself at an alarming rate. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised you picked this, John. It's, uh, you know, and I'm not surprised that I've never played it. Uh, you know, not, not real keen on these roguelites, uh, roguelike, roguelite, whatever it is. Uh, and I wasn't playing you know, I don't know, free to play or whatever PC games. Wasn't this like, just, didn't they just like hand this out to people back in the day? Like, you know. So, so I, I played the music from the HD remake, which is available for PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Uh, but the original version what was released in 2008 as like freeware. You know, yeah. it's like, it's a Game Maker game. Guy made his game right. in Game Maker, put it up for free. Uh, he even put up the source code for free. That that's what I was trying to think of. Like, he literally just put the source out there and it's like, yeah, here, have it. Yeah. And so people could start editing their own levels and doing their own thing. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Never playing this. <laughs> I just had like, John, you know how you had like this quiet moment of like realization oh, and everything? I just had <laughs> yeah. a moment of existential terror because you were like, oh, wasn't this game back in the day? I'm like, back in the day? This game came out in 2008. Which was twelve years ago. <laughs> yeah, like qualifies oh as back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, I, I I feel safe in saying that games that came out uh, in the Bush administration qualify as fucking back in the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> God, I don't know if that's yeah, a hot we, take anymore. <laughs> when you phrase it as two presidents ago, <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yep. Wild shit, man. Um, um, no, I was just going to uh, add on uh, thought. I myself did not play this game, but I do remember it. I also remember being very confused because there was a weird period where there were a lot of cave exploring games. There was Spelunky, 
there was La Mulana, there was like a thousand one spikes. Like there were a couple mm. of these that came out. There was this that story based game that took place in the cave. Um, <laughs> what was that? The name of that one? Okay, well, that was Cave Hollow Story, Night. John, and that was like 2004. That was not in the same Same era. president. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, and they Still all, like, the <laughs> all three of those games star, like, an explorer in, like, a khaki suit with a hat and a whip. Like, for some reason, this was a trend for, like, two or three years. <laughs> I didn't realize that they all had that in common. Maybe everybody was just really... Was this all pre or post uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Maybe everybody was pre. really upset about Indiana Jones, or they were pre-upset about the new Indiana Jones. They were hyped for the new Indiana Jones. Yeah, we're all gonna make the tie-in game and get picked up. We'll be billionaires. <laughs> nope, nobody likes that movie, and your games are just fine. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't realize they all had that much in common. I, I literally thought you just meant, like, cave games. I'm like, yeah, man, caves, pretty standard settings for games, because you don't have to think about, you can put a limit. You know, people can't get out of the cave, you know, you don't have to go vertical, you can s focus on the horizontal, it's nice. Yeah. You can just but, make the uh, background black and say it's dark. Exactly. Draw a whole lot of background. Classic, classic cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I got my brown rocks, got my black background, what's setting your game? It's a cave, duh. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Done. Oh, um, so got a floor, I got a ceiling. Have to uh, walk backwards. Um, apparently, I was mistaken. So Spelunky was 2008. Thousand and One Spikes came out in 2014, and La Mulana had a worldwide release in 2012. So they were just riding Spelunky's coattails. Okay, that's. I mean, that's possible, but I don't know. I would have taken you at your word if you said they were all kind of, you know, appearing around the same time. Movies do that all the time. You know, you have like two uh, two similar movies that come out at the same time. Uh, so maybe everybody was just thinking Indiana Jones uh, roguelike uh, game back in like 2008 or so. I would have believed you. <laughs> mm. Well, the remake I, version of Spelunky came out in 2012. So okay. maybe that's what it so, is. That you can say in Indiana Jones is like the Transformers movie and then... All these games are like the Transmorphers straight to DVD at Blockbuster movie. Right. I was, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like, the one for some reason I always think of is, uh, you know, like, Spelunky is the prestige. And, uh, say, La Mulana is uh, the illusionist starring Edward uh -huh. Norton that came out around the same time. And it's not the same movie at all. But no. it's on the Blockbuster shelf at the same time. And people kept bringing it back because they were pissed. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, uh, you wanted the prestige, didn't you? You got the illusionist. It's di it, they're different magician movies. <laughs> Which one is Deep Impact? <laughs> Ooh, see, yeah, see, it's Deep Impact and Armageddon. That's the much more uh, notable example of the two movies thing. <laughs> my, my, what the fuck is this movie at at Blockbuster? Was The Weatherman starring Nicolas Cage? Uh. Just a good movie, just, or is no, there just, a similar movie? <laughs> There's no similar movie. Just I had a, I had several people come up to me like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Demand a refund. Yeah, I was that, like, I don't think refunds on rentals are a concept, ma'am. Like, I'm yeah, pretty sure the whole idea here is that a buyer beware is pretty well in effect. If you didn't like the movie, you don't get your money back. <laughs> yeah, that's why you rent it instead of buy it. <laughs> like, yeah, duh. That's why it's $3 and you go pick another one. <laughs> what the hell, man? See, I always went back to um, Ants and a Bug's Life. Oh, there it yeah, is. That's, a good one. that's also a classic example. Um, so yeah, Spelunky is like... Wait, 
Didn't ants come out first? I was think like, yeah, by like a couple months. Okay, but it sucks. So well, you if know I what remember, I like about... the the person who was like developing it at Pixar, like got fired or left and joined DreamWorks. So he took mm. that idea, but Pixar had already done like work on it. So they're like, and eh, we'll just keep going with it. Yeah, but then the guy I, that ended up making Ants also cast, like, Woody Allen in his movie, so I don't want to ever watch it again. So, <laughs> so you know, whatever. <laughs> the one thing I, I remember about Ants is I remember there, there used to be this forum on the internet of people that try to find albums that match up with movies similar to, to Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz. God um, damn it. <laughs> and there was somebody had a whole detailed post that I read about <laughs> how Ants pairs up perfectly with Nine Inch Nails with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to try it sometime. Because supposedly it's just as mind-blowing as Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz. With Teeth came out like eight years after Ants, and I doubt Trent Reznor had any any idea that that was going to happen. Like the, the just in studio is like, this is going to blow their fucking minds. <laughs> they have no idea what I'm up to. Yeah, God, Trent Reznor's secret ants fan. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, that's uh, that is a stranger tangent than I could have <laughs> ever anticipated for this game. <laughs> so, Johnny, anything else on Spelunky, the cave exploration game that has nothing to do with Nine Inch Nails or ants? <laughs> game four. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. 
if the player lets the credits run at the end of the game, he or she will then be given the ability to play a new form of the game where it's possible to play any of the dungeons as one of the support characters. This second playthrough also has a secret dungeon with 30 levels. gentlemen how are you guys feeling pretty good excellent bad all right let's see what we got johnny says <laughs> you <laughs> you de aunt <laughs> uh, david says crash bandicoot and uh john says cave story plus uh, Johnny, play that new sound effect, because you're all wrong. Not that one. I forgot how good that is for everybody got it wrong sound. <laughs> this is uh, Chocobo Dungeon 2. Oh, of course it is. Yes. You know, I um, almost jokingly wrote, like, Final Fantasy XII, just because, you know, why the fuck not? <laughs> but, uh, damn, man, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, this game, uh, has a lot of caves, um, has a Caves Chocobo. de Chocobo? Yeah. Um, you actually play as a Chocobo, and you go around, this is a mystery dungeon game, which is a genre of game I, uh... I wish I liked more, but I always feel like there's something missing in these games. I don't know if you all are familiar with the Mystery Dungeon games. I'm familiar with them. I've not yet played one. That seems more like maybe David would have taken a chance, maybe on like the Pokemon Mystery Dungeons or something like that. But like, I'm, I'm aware now, of them. 
I'm I'm also aware of them, but then I saw like roguelike procedurally generated. It's like mm, I'm gonna let this one by. David, but <laughs> chocobos. Yeah, that is a strong selling point. Not gonna lie. And alternate, alternatively, Pokemon or any other characters that you want to slap onto that formula. I mean, like it seems like they've used it for a number of uh, things. <laughs> so, um, no. a mystery dungeon game is is like you go into a dungeon, and it's always different. That's the mystery. And so, like every step you take, every monster in the dungeon takes a step too. So like it's mm. kind of it's kind of turn based, but you don't like feel the turns until you're right up on something and you start like attacking each other. Um, the like abilities and stuff are weird. Uh, the chocobo finds a bunch of spell books on the ground and just picks them up, and then you can use magic. Um, and then you find items scattered around, and then once you find a, a staircase, you go up or down depending on which way the uh, the cave or dungeon is uh, oriented. Right. Um, and in this one, like a white mage lady helps you out and stuff, and then you meet uh, Sid because he's in every Final Fantasy, you know. Um, of course. And, and I all these, like Moogles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like all these like cute versions of uh, monsters and stuff, and everyone's really like chibi looking. Um, although the environments are kind of bland, um, but no, I don't know. Not, so not in a mystery dungeon game. That's yeah, impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might be one of the things that is so abrasive to this genre with me. Um, but they like yeah. the idea is cool because it's you know procedurally generated. So like every time you play it is. It's new, but um, it's like with those games, either they're really good and you keep playing, or you like play it like once and then you're like, yeah, I think I've played all I need to play of this. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at screenshots and I'm like, yeah, the, you know, the entirety of the cave looks like like the interior of a cave from like the original like Pokemon Red and Blue, like no detail. Yeah. You've got dirt, you've got walls of dirt, and that's it. Like, I'm just like, that's, uh, you know, they could have added just a little bit of sparkle to this or something. Like, you know, you gotta procedurally generate something. Don't just make it dirt. That seems a little too, too bland. Uh, and, you know, combine that with PS1 graphics, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, boxes of dirt, huh? Well, I guess they, uh, I guess they didn't want to try very hard, but... Yeah. Also, it gets by on the charm of those chocobos. I mean, come oh, yeah. on. Look at that guy. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, just a little face. I mean, nobody can see what I'm looking at, but I mean, come on. You know it's he's a chocobo. A, you know it's cute. He's especially cute in this game because he's like a mini chocobo. and um, He has these giant eyes with, like, you know, very expressive. Uh, they have these cute little uh, old PlayStation uh, cutscenes that are pretty cool looking. Um do you encounter like the other uh, the other chocobos like in Chocobo Racing? You know, do you encounter like a fatty chocobo and um... there's there's definitely a fat chocobo because it's like their bank um... word. <laughs> had they introduced at that point in the series like the like the rad ass kind of chocobo like the dark chocobos or uh, was I feel like that was maybe more of like a Final Fantasy thirteen kind of thing? Like <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't got. I've played a little bit of it recently yeah. and I haven't got too deep into it because it's 
a mystery dungeon game. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, because who would? <laughs> but, I like, uh, you know, but, and yeah, like Final Fantasy thirteen. I think they have, like, these, like, dark chocobos that uh, fucking, you have to, like, get on them and ride them and kind of, like, break them like you would, like, a wild horse. Yeah. And when you do, it's played, like, this fucking shred metal song where it's, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, shredding and singing about, like, who wants to ride the chocobo? And I'm just like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's also ridiculous, but, like, really, really fun. <laughs> so, that maybe, maybe the, you know, that was an innovation for later on, but it would have been pretty cool if, you know, every character in the game were an adorable chocobo. Like, that's, uh, that's how you sell a game to some people, but... Um, you said that you could play as um, the support characters. Like, what supports did you get as a chocobo? Um, like, there's a Moogle, um, the White Mage Lady, a Sid. I think you can recruit some of the monsters. Uh, another cool thing, though, is uh, your support characters. You can play two-player and have uh, a second person play the support character. So that oh, that's nice. a little bonus bonus thing for the game. Um, was something else I forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay not many bonuses but you know I mean yeah I can see how these games have their appeal but I feel like if you've played one of them you probably don't need to bother playing like any others unless you just like that series like David I was looking at the list of mystery dungeon games there are Dragon Quest mystery dungeon games huh what do you think man you perking up a little bit <laughs> go on yeah, they also uh, there's the there's the whole Etrian Odyssey series. What do you think about uh, what do you think about that Etrian Odyssey? Oh well, now I'm now I'm sold. Well, Yuzo uh, Kashira does those soundtracks, so I mean, see, I'll find a way to sell you on these one way or another, David. Oh, you you had me at Etrian Odyssey. It's been well established on Game That Tune <laughs> that Etrian Odyssey is my favorite series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David's middle name is Etrian. It's David Etrian Fleming. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or now, is it David um, Odyssey Fleming? I couldn't remember. <laughs> now, um, obviously, I know so much about that series, being a passionate fan. But for our listeners, what is Etrian Odyssey again? It's a fantastic series of yeah, games David, that you tell love. Us. <laughs> it's right, a first-person right. RPG series. Tell us, David. Tell right, us your ten favorite it. things about Etrian Odyssey. Go. Yes. Johnny, is this what that feels like? Yes, this is what that oh feels God. like. Go. The, um, the helplessness. Favorite things. I love the expansive epic adventure. Uh, I would describe it as an odyssey. Uh, mm -hmm. Number two, <laughs> I love that um, you get to play as an Etrian. That's really what? fun. Mm -hmm. You do. trying. Yeah. And um, three through ten are the soundtrack. See, I was going to say, you, there's a home run waiting for you. We already said Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack. It's right there for you, pal. <laughs> it's so good, it takes up seven spots. Done. Yep. That's uh, that's classic Kuzo. You know, seven <laughs> spots on the top classic ten. Classic Kuzo. <laughs> I want that on my uh, shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man. Uh, yeah. You know, Mystery Dungeon Games, uh, charming. You know, your mileage, uh, I think, totally varies. Uh, Jesse, anything else on Chocobo's Dungeon 2? How many more Chocobo's Dungeons were there? Didn't they just put a, put one out like l this year or last year for Switch? Um, I th I think they might have, huh? I feel like cool. they like just recently announced one. I Fine, did uh, play one on the Wii where you could get really cool armor on your Chocobo. 
Right. Uh, there it is. Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo's Dungeon, originally released for the Wii and uh, republished for the Nintendo Switch and PS4 in 2019. So oh, cool. they're still still trying to give these to people. Uh, you know, <laughs> someone's trying. asking for them. <laughs> so, you know, everybody remembers last year when you know Chocobo's Dungeon for the Wii took the Switch by storm. That happened, right? <laughs> Anywho, Jesse, final thoughts? Um, it's cute, and if you have a PlayStation and you can find it cheap. It might be worth checking out just because the cutscenes are really cute. I like or that. Or watch the YouTube video. I guess that would work better. Alternatively, yes. You know, saves all the hassle. Give us a chocobo noise and let's go to the next game. <laughs> Work. Game 5. Alright, 
so, uh, according to concept art, originally, this game was going to feature a chicken suit. has their guesses slash answers. Oh, shit. Whoops, sorry. I was gonna say, Johnny holy shit, feeling Johnny. very confident. <laughs> no. How confident is he? <laughs> Alright, let's see them. So, um... Uh, John, I can't read your hand. Oh, wow, the whole colony is here. Uh, wrong. <laughs> Jesse says Mario 3D Land, sadly incorrect, and John has the correct answer of New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Took me a second. Uh, you know, I've been thinking all these years with picking the super, new Super Mario Brothers games. It's hard to make it tricky, and you almost did. But the songs still kind of, you know, were dawning on me, and that chicken suit trivia, it's like, wait, I think I've heard that before, because that just became the propeller suit. Um, cool. Good job, David. Nice, uh, nice game. <laughs> yeah, um, so when it came time to the theme, it was like, well, there are a lot of games with caves, like, try to think of some memorable caves in video games, and I kept coming back to the levels in this game. Because the levels in New Super Mario Bros. Wii were really fun. And a lot of the really cool, memorable ones that I stick out to me were in caves. There was a cave level where everything was pitch black, except for like a little light, and you had to tilt the Wii remote to guide the light so you could see. There was a one of the cliff levels where 
you were like climbing a mountain and going in and out of caves on the cliffside and like you had to balance up against the wall there was an ice cave level where you're floating on like a giant ice platform and icicles are dropping down and you have to run across the platform to avoid it and Mm -hmm. probably one of my favorite levels was the volcano cave where there were no enemies but you're just riding like several giant dragon skeleton roller coasters throughout the level, avoiding lava geysers in this giant cave. Like, this game has a lot of really badass caves. It does, man. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that also leads me to uh, to a question that ultimately we uh, we haven't had to ask yet: Is a volcano a cave? No. I'm to say it's not. Johnny, justify it. Is Volcano a cave? Okay, well, one. Um, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between a volcano and a cave. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure they both have stalagmites and stalactites once you're inside them. But a cave does not typically have magma in it, whereas right. a volcano does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the main difference is that you can explore a cave and not melt. But you can't, right. if you explore a volcano, you're probably not going to last more than a couple seconds. Uh, touche. You're, you're grounding this a little bit too much in reality, but you're right. Uh, that was kind of my main thought as people uh, were debating this in the lead up to the show. It's like, is a volcano a cave? I'm like, well, a volcano, like a volcanic dome with lava shooting out of it. No, it's not a cave. Wait. However, you know, like every, you know, every game that features a volcano level, it's a volcanic cave. Like... You're not just in the volcano, yeah. You're not just like hanging out in the lava. But um, people were debating this before the show. John, <laughs> like, we have thorough discussions on our themes over at GTT Radio and in our Discord. <laughs> Trust me, brother. People have been talking about games with caves. They've been preparing for tonight. We, you know, we've been discussing cave semantics all week. <laughs> so I think it honestly depends where you are at the volcano. Like, if you're in an opening near the base of the volcano, that's a cave within a volcano. But if you're, like, at the peak looking down, that's a crater that has lava. Exactly, yeah. And see, you're on the outside, obviously. It's a a mountain that's a volcano. It's not a cave at all. But, yeah, most volcano levels in games seem to be volcanic caves, caves with volcanic activity. Like David's level in New Super Mario Bros. Wii, where you're riding dragon roller coaster skeletons while lava shoots all around you. You know, classic Mario shit. (laughs) They they never appear in any other, other level. It's just that one level, and it's awesome. Well, I was going to say, I believe that's at least based in some way on, like, the Super Mario World levels where you're riding on, the, like, the, the little, uh, like, skeleton platforms, and that, mm-hmm. uh, that lava monster Blarg comes out and attacks you. So there, there's precedent, but this one took it to a new level. <laughs> like, you know, the, they upped the speed, the things started jumping, the lava tunnels were going nuts, like, uh... Yeah, it's, uh, that, you know, yeah, man. New Super Mario Brothers games are great. And New Super Mario Brothers Wii was a ton of fun. I love that game. Um, uh-huh. you know, I had forgotten about it's... the, the, all the cave based levels. But yeah, I just, I just loved the gameplay of it all and the fun ways to use the motion controls. I like the little tippy platforms and shaking to pick things up and shaking to use your propeller suit. I was going to say, like, it's, it's close for me between the original and Super Mario Brothers Wii, which is my favorite of the new Super Mario Brothers games, because that propeller suit and that ice flower are so fun to use, 
and like being able to like pick up people and throw them into pits just to fuck with them like (laughs) it's so mean but it's also like such a fun way to mess with your friends that's the strangest thing though is they really pushed the multiplayer aspect of that game and it's never cooperative. <laughs> like, no never. one ever works together. <laughs> like, it's just an eternal struggle when you actually have two, three, four people playing together. It's a nightmare. <laughs> like, you're bumping into each other, you're jumping and like uh, springboarding off of each other and dooming the other one to a pit. Like, it's it's not great when it comes to multiplayer, and yet it's so fun <laughs> and so dumb because it's like, yeah, you know. No idiot would actually try to play through New Super Mario Bros. Wii with four players and, like, actually, you know, get somewhere. You play it, you fuck with each other, you you have fun doing a Mario level, but, like, no, it's not like, all right, guys, you know, let's all buckle down and get through this boss fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we're not making progress tonight. We're drinking and we're throwing each other in lava. <laughs> Whoever it was, like, on the development team who decided if you have four people under a question block and you hit it, those four power-ups are going to go directly in an arc to one person is an evil genius. Oh, God, yeah. I I think I was frequently... I mean, actually, I tried to be pretty fair when it came to the multiplayer stuff. You know, I I knew there was more fun to be had in sharing the power-ups than simply taking all of them. I realize now, taking all of them was more of a thing that kids did when I played with them. It's like, all right, yeah, hit the box, and then four things come out, and they grab all of them. Like, God damn it, no. One of those was for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you let your I uncle have a fucking propeller suit. <laughs> I would love to watch a video where uh, a couple guys get together and have three or four beers and then try to like buckle down and beat Mario. <laughs> Specifically, this one. <laughs> like, yeah. You got to play it multiplayer the whole way through. You know, no warps. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. <laughs> and frankly, I think that'd be a lot of fun. You know, people have been clamoring for some online multiplayer for these new Super Mario Brothers games for a while. I think uh, I think that would be a pretty great, like, bring back, man. If they, if they brought these to Switch and you could play, you know, like, I don't know, play online multiplayer with people, it'd be a kind of a blast. I guess they did... Did New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, the terribly named game, have an uh, online aspect to it? I can't remember. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't Been remember. Been wrong before. Yeah. But, I'm not yeah, actually gonna, sure. That game kind of came and went. I was going to contribute New Super Mario Bros. U into the conversation for uh, best of the New Super Mario Bros. series, because that game is also fantastic. Though, I will grant you, the propeller suit, better than the flying squirrel suit. Flying squirrel suit, adorable. Propeller suit, more Not fun. super useful. Like, <laughs> propeller suit's vague. pretty fucking useful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the flying squirrel suit's vaguely useful. You get to go up and then hover back down slowly. Like, eh. Propeller suit's just more fun. It's wackier. It reminds me of fucking, like, Double Dare. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. Button, I love the... I love using the propeller suit, going sky high, kind of slowly floating down, and then dropping like a rock and destroying everything beneath you. Oh yeah, that's called the screw down, and it happened a lot. <laughs> Good lordy lordy, that, uh, that is a useful move for really disrupting other people's gameplay. <laughs> Just spiraling right into them and knocking them out of place. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Also... The- 
I was gonna say, also, shoutouts to this game for bringing back the Koopalings and Yoshi, who hadn't been seen mm. in a long time when this game came out. Maybe that went a long way towards me loving it. I love the Koopalings. <laughs> but, yeah, Yoshi, he'd been around, right? Did... No, actually, yeah, this came out before Galaxy 2, didn't it? Son of a bitch. Yeah. And, you know, Yoshi's uh, previous attempt to join the 3D world in Sunshine, uh, let us not speak about that juice spraying fiasco. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, no, this, yeah, yeah, this game did a lot of things right. I, I kind of love this game. <laughs> this game's a badass game. Yeah, I, I really, I got, I got like nothing bad to say about it. That's the thing. I, you know, I've never had anything bad to say about these new Super Mario Brothers games. I know people kind of, I guess they've just kind of worn thin on people over time. I don't think, I don't think adults our age know what they want out of the fucking Mario series anymore. <laughs> like, you know, it's like that's uh, the thing in The Simpsons where it's like, so you want a down to earth game that's completely off the wall and swarming with magic robots? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody can quite nail down this Mario series anymore, but you know, I just like it whenever it comes out, and you know, they usually don't do me wrong. So it's so yeah. simple. We just want you to do something just like the last thirty years, but new and different and better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Man, so, guys, you know. replace Mario with Sonic, and you're talking about me right now. <laughs> I was gonna say also like the Simpsons thing. I'm just picturing them, and they're trying to come up with animal suits, and it's just like, all right, well. We haven't done a dog suit. We just did a cat suit. Uh, have we done a mouse suit? Hmm. Shit. Like, what would a dog suit be? Yeah, could Mario have smell powers or? <laughs> he smells uh, crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see how that'd be particularly useful. Yeah. Cat suits the cat suits the winner. Let's go with the cat suit. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I, I love the Mario games. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, yeah, I hear people criticize these things. I hear people criticize you know, uh, like Odyssey. I'm just like, dude, you know, who has who has bad things to say about these games? These games are just joyous. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Who criticizes Odyssey? People that don't like collectathons. <laughs> um, fuck them. <laughs> It's it's a great collectathon, but uh, it's a it's a collectathon. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, hmm. yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. I'm like, did you did you not have a great time? Come on, like <laughs> at no point does Odyssey get tedious. That game's great. Anyway, uh, just like New Super Mario Brothers, only gets frustrating if you try to take it too seriously. I think that's the message with the Mario games. Don't take that shit too seriously. Just have your fun. What's the matter with you? Um. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, David, you know, uh, you didn't really elaborate too greatly uh, on uh, on the caves. What's uh, what's like your favorite like favorite of the cave uh, cave vibes? You got your ice cave, your lava cave, your uh, like stalagmite cave. Which one do you like? You know, um, in general, I usually gravitate more towards the ice cave, but that fucking bone roller coaster is such. I'm gonna regret saying that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Boner coaster. I'm dying. <laughs> that um, that skeleton roller coaster is such nope. an awesome level. I'm gonna uh, fuck it. Ice cave. Ice cave's my favorite. We're going with my the ice cave. It's gonna be is is there a lightning cave in the game? Um, I don't believe. 
lightning round. Because there's a lightning cave in this game, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is uh, this is our cave game lightning round, and what a round it's going to be. What a necessary lightning round uh, you know, to uh, settle the scores tonight. Uh, it's uh. It's it's going to be a classic lightning round format that we've uh, that we've gone with before. I've got a list of 15 games and I've got a list of 15 caves. And I've also got the year that the games came out. I'm going to name a cave and I'm going to name a year and you got to name the game that contains this cave. And um yeah, that's uh you know, not a whole lot of elaboration necessary. This is a, uh, you know, lightning cave round. So, let's see. We are going to start with <clears throat> Johnny 1996 Wrinkly's Save Cave Donkey Kong Country 3? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know, be prepared on some gotta, gotta correct sounds. I didn't prepare any cave sounds. God, what a fool I've been. That was, C yeah. that was C on my keyboard for cave, I guess. That's the sound of the cave, baby. <laughs> okay. Got any other random sounds assigned to you? Just, just hit a button, man. What, what one don't you use very often? I'm hitting them on... Oh. Nope, I oh, use that all the time. Cool, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, Jesse. 1993 and 2019. Tail Cave. Link's Awakening? That's correct. <laughs> David. This one, uh, you know, get, get, your, uh, get your bone roller coaster ready for this one. 2000. Colossal Hole. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, we're mature. Ah. Um. Come on, same phone roller coaster. Again. <laughs> bad fur day? Ah, no, that's incorrect. I don't know if we have an incorrect sound. Just stick. No. Okay. No. Stick with strictly correct sounds, John. No, that was Wario Land 3. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wario's Colossal Hole. Uh, Johnny. 1994. Nasal Cave. Uh, Boogerman. That's correct. <laughs> Jesse. 1998. Blue Cave. Pokemon? Oh, I wish that were right. No, I, I, I only put this on here for blandness sake. And I, I can't believe you, your name landed next to it. No, it's Quest 64. Oh, <laughs> well, I, also to, I also meant to say, uh, if you've been listening to the radio all day, uh, hopefully you know the answers to these, because these are all from games that we previously used on Game That Tune and songs that have been playing on the radio all day. Ooh. So... Uh, David, 1993, Toxic Caves. Um, based on Johnny's expression, no, that can't be right either. Fuck. 
Sonic 3. Ooh. Ooh. Sonic Spinball! Right. <laughs> it is Sonic Spinball. <laughs> I'm sorry that you got the Sonic one, David. <laughs> ah, okay. I am too. Johnny. 2003. Sonic Spinball. Magmore Caverns. Oh, God. 2003? Um, Don't look at David. <laughs> uh, Magmore. Um... Oh, um, Skyward Sword. No, that's incorrect. That is Metroid Prime. Ah. All right. Jesse. 2014. The Caverna del Pollo. Oh, uh, Guacamole. That's correct. Great sound. <laughs> David. 2013. Fozbat Cave. Or possibly Fozbat. It's a weird word. Spirit Tracks? No, that's incorrect. Uh, that was Pikmin 3. Oh, man. Why are you doing this, John? Humiliating. <laughs> Johnny. 1996. Okay. Hazy Maze Cave. Oh, shit. I should, oh, I should know this. The fury coming off of the other players that don't get these questions is the best Fuck. part of this lightning round. You know, YouTube viewers should be really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. I... Oh, uh, Super Mario 64. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I, I just need the second. I, I knew I knew it. Yeah, cool. Jesse, 1999, Cave of Bad Dreams. Final Fantasy VIII. Incorrect. That is Rayman 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, David. See if we can get you back on track with 2007 Floro Sapien Caverns. Donkey Kong Country Returns? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Super Paper Mario. I better get one of these right. <laughs> All right, Johnny, last one. And this one, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get. 2005, uh -oh. The Cave of Jigramunt. Of what? Jigramunt. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no more repeating myself. <laughs> that sounds gross. I don't appreciate you using that word around me. And uh, <laughs> I'm very going to... Word. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so disgusting. <laughs> the, ca the Cave of Jigramunt? Yes. Ugh. Yeah, the question's about <laughs> yeah. the cave, John. <laughs> uh, 2005, I'm going to say <laughs> Pokemon Snap HD. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. It's Castlevania Curse of Darkness. Johnny's favorite Castlevania, of course. All right, Jesse. 1992, Mystic Cave. Final Fantasy. Zone. Oh, that's Sonic 2. 
That's correct. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> and David, closing us out. Let's see if David gets on the board tonight. 1994, The Caverns of Winters. Secret of Mana? Oh, no. Secret of Mana came out in 1993. See, this uh, this one's one of my, my favorite ones to put on there because it was a little tricky. That was Earthbound. So, uh, yeah, cool. Uh, tallying up the points from that lightning round. Let's just see. Yeah, wow. Uh, Jesse with one, two, three big points. Johnny with three big points. David with uh, five donuts. Johnny, start that calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. George Lucas landing his dick on Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that lightning round did nothing but solidify your win, my man. Got Hell Johnny yeah. on the board and put Jesse way over. So, uh, good game. Good round, man. What a what a good one. Uh, and congratulations, Jesse. Great game on your part. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's been a great game. We are, uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're finally exiting the cave. We're going to soak up a little bit of sunshine. And uh, what do you got in mind for a theme for next week's episode? So, uh, we took our daughter to see Onward. And that movie is awesome. Has a lot of magic in it. So how about games with magic? I love it. Uh, I think I've played one or two of those. Oh, shit. I just used that Monster Boy game with all the magic transformations. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'm going to go with my next one. But yeah, you know, I think there's more than one game with magic in it. That's, uh, yeah. I, you know, checking my notes. Yes. I think that's a great theme, and I think uh, you know. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. It's gonna be a magical episode. I mean, you know, you know things like that—they're just gonna continue to set themselves up. Um, what a what a great theme! So uh, fantastic, man! Great, uh, great job, great game, and uh, you know, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for uh, listening, watching along live with us. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, every week joining us. Uh, we're live Wednesday nights on uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Thank you for uh, checking out our live show. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts now come out on Tuesdays so that you got a whole day to listen, maybe even get in a last-minute request, and then join us over there at GTT Radio where we're trying to do a theme day leading up to the next episode. So uh, you know, we're trying some new synergistic things on Game That Tune. So uh, you know, we're shuffling some things around, give you an early podcast and a, a day of theme music on the radio to really get you in the mood for our, our Wednesday night live shows. So we appreciate you guys joining us uh, this week and every week. Uh, you know, so thank you everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got, uh, Jesse's covered up show. We've got mixtapes. We've got random stuff coming out. I think we got something maybe in the works for St. Patrick's day coming up this week. Uh, you know, I might just, uh, toss something together. You know, I'm, I'm throwing some themes around. I'm like, oh man, I could do some, some drunk games, some green games, maybe, uh, you know, games with the Irish or some leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's 
so many good themes you can do a random uh, you know March mixtape with. Uh, so you might just have something special coming, uh, you know, for uh, for St. Patrick's Day over there, at Patreon. We also got oh. GTT gems. We're having a ton of fun. We you love creating wacky Madness. shit for you. March Madness mixtape, nothing but college basketball games. Yeah, that'll be so timely since you know now people could not attend March Madness. They can now listen to a, a mixtape of college basketball games. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> It'll be great. You just listen to some crowd noise and act like you actually get to go to an arena and watch a basketball game. <laughs> Thanks a lot, coronavirus. Um, but yeah, <laughs> check out Patreon. We appreciate you guys supporting us there. Special thanks to the super fans: Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, uh, XX Chrono XX, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, and Taylor Y. All fantastic fellas, and we greatly appreciate that support. Thank you again to Chrono for making a request. Uh, you know, he got request priority by being a patron. Though, I mean, really, I think only our patrons that get request priority make requests. But hey. That's, uh, that shouldn't stop you from ever making a request. Join us uh, in our Discord server. Hit us with requests. Hit us up on uh, GTT Radio. Try and find us there. Uh, hit us up in our email, gamethattune at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at gamethattune. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... Antsfan1. That's that guy. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFT Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, this week's winner, the Magic Man, on Twitter at Sega underscore Legend. Hell yeah, Magic Man! So, what do you what do you got for bonus tunes this week? Oh, I've got I've I found something quite wonderful. Uh, it is the 25th anniversary of Chrono Trigger. It is also March 11th. So I found an unholy oh, no. union of 311 and Chrono Trigger music. No. <laughs> Why? Peace out, everybody. <laughs>
uh, maybe my least favorite bonus tunes ever. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Spirit is copyright 1987, Namco Limited, and Atari Games. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom is copyright 2018, Game Atelier, and FDG Entertainment. Spelunky is copyright 2014, Mossmouth LLC. Chocobo's Dungeon 2 is copyright 1999, Squaresoft. New Super Mario Bros. Wii is copyright 2009, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Charming. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We still haven't worked out that hot take sound, have we, John? Hot take. That's not even still the hot take sound. That's been retired <laughs> from hot take sound. It's it's okay, John. It, uh, I was gonna, you know. Uh, uh, peek behind the curtain. For, I'll just edit this in and post. One of the requests, I initially was very excited. We got a request for Iron Man, the game. I'm like, hell yeah. You know, fucking Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> I was very disappointed to learn that that game begins with him exiting the cave. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. First mission, it's just like he's already got the suit on and he literally walks out of the cave. I'm like, fuck! No cave level? I was so God. ready. <laughs> I was so ready to pull that quote and have like a Jeff Bridges thing on the soundboard. <laughs> just, mm. you know, nope. Turns out <laughs> he never is in the cave. Like, fuck! That's, that, that, like, that's the most important part of any. Iron Man game you can make is the cave level. You gotta spend at For least some time in the cave. The cave's your heart. Yeah. 